Hi, and welcome to Koldodi Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. We meet every Saturday at 11 a.m. at 584 Franklin Road in Franklin, Tennessee. You can find out more information on our website at koldodi.org or watch us live on our Facebook or YouTube by simply searching for Koldodi Nashville. And now, here's Rabbi Ken's latest message. Genesis 28, if you turn to Genesis 28. So, Father, we pray you open our eyes to build wonderful things from your word. Amen. Lord, thank you for your word. 24 hostages released so far, as we know, as of yesterday, and uh, I didn't know that news Gary mentioned this morning. Uh, 13 Israeli women and children, 10 Thai, one Filipino, still over, as we know, 200 captives. Children, many children coming back as orphans. You know, they have to keep, keep secret the information, you know, can't let them know yet, you know, uh, right away that their parents aren't alive. It's just the trauma experienced, unbelievable, long journey of healing. Uh, so there's a mixture, isn't there, of relief Yes, yes, you know, it's, you celebrate, it's hard to, you know, I saw pictures of celebration in one sense because they're coming back, of course, they're coming back, but ongoing grief, ongoing grief. And our, the troops, the IDF troops still there, stuck in the mud, so to speak, because now there's a kind of a ceasefire, I hate to even say the word, uh, giving Hamas time to regroup, rearm and everything, um, but this pause, no Americans released yet, as far as we know, right? And Hamas using psychological warfare to leverage against everything, against Israel. That's really their purpose in all of this. So this is a pause. It's by no means the end. By no means the end. So don't even be misled and think this is any way the end. It's not the end until Hamas is destroyed, as far as Israel is concerned. Uh, but, it, but Israel's caught in the middle. They have to, and caught in the middle of this course, the families of the hostages, we want the hostages back, but I, you know, we all feel for our troops because there's nothing worse than having to have a pause when they were making such advancement. Um, so keep in prayer, but um, we have much to be thankful and to be grateful for. And we have much to be apprehensive and prayerful for still. So I need to be grateful and not grateful. <clears throat> I need to be grateful and not grateful, and I need to be prayerful and not passive. Amen? I need to be grateful. We need to be prayerful. And it, it doesn't do any good to stand around and just talk about our concerns, right? Pray about our concerns. Don't you love it when, uh, I love it, we have a, a lot of folks that are like this here. You know, when you, you talk about something, that, if you start to talk about something that's negative, that's bad, and then you say, yeah, let's pray right now. Let's pray about that right now. And by the way, that's a good check if someone's just going to be critical. <laughs> you know, if someone's being critical, you know, just, yeah, let's pray about that right now. <laughs> you know, and if they, oh, well, wait a minute, I didn't want to pray. But I, just wanted to, I just wanted to be critical. <laughs> you know? No, no, no. Pray about everything, right? Uh, be anxious for nothing, right? But pray about 
everything. Philippians 4, verse 6. Pray. Be anxious for nothing, but let your prayer be made known to God. Pray about it. And this will set God and you in motion together. It will set you and God in motion together because then God will respond. You, we're going vertical. We're going to him. And then he may say, come, say back to us, now I, here's, I want you, here's what I want you to do about it. Not just you know, pray and now here's something I want you to do about it. Now the first thing that Jacob's eyes saw and the first thing that his ears heard when he dreamt of a ladder extending, which heard in the Parsha reading that Jeff read earlier, in that reading in Genesis 28, a ladder extending from heavens to the earth was the Lord standing, standing at its top, saying, I am the Lord. I am Adonai. I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of your father Isaac. And he reiterates reiterating verbatim his promises of the land and of descendants and that amazing capstone promise that in you all the families of the earth will what? Will be blessed. Genesis 28 verses 13 and 14. That's the first thing. He saw the Lord on top above. Like Jason was just saying, Lord, you're reigning. You're in control of it all. You're on top. You're above. You're overseeing my life. You're overseeing everything. You're in control of it all. No matter what it feels like, no matter what it seems like, you are reigning. You are over. And he, that's the first thing he saw in the dream. And then the first thing he heard is the Lord identify himself to him, repeating the same eternal covenant promises. The same promises he'd made to his father and his grandfather, his father Yitzchak, Isaac, and his grandfather Avraham or Abraham. Where did he make those promises? Well, I re-looked them up again. I said, I met, how many times? Genesis 12, five, I count five. Genesis 12, verses two and three. 13, verses 15 through 17. Chapter 15, verses fifth, verse 15. Chapter 22, again, at the Akedah, the, when he offered his son Isaac, when Abraham offered Isaac, 20, verse, 22, verses 17 and 18, and then to Isaac in chapter 26, verses three and four, reiterating them at different points on the journey, in their journeys, in their lives. These covenant promises, eternal. Now Jacob is on a journey to his mother's relatives. He's fleeing Esau. And he's, he's running away after betraying, after deceitfully taking Esau's birthright and his blessing in a very un, unkind manner, a deceitful manner. Both, both cases, really. And Esau wants to kill him. And so he's on the run. He's fleeing and he travels from what we, I guess we estimate, about 40 miles in a day. It's a long day. And it's his first night away from home. So he's probably very homesick. And this is when the song was written. Hello, Mada. Hello, Fada. Here I am at Camp Granada. No. But he probably was. He's away from home, and God is dealing with him. 
but he's still blessed because he's been sent by dad, by his father. Father has, Isaac has blessed him and he sent him. And his mother also, Rivka, Rebecca, his mother has sent him as well. So he's been obedient to his parents to go. They've sent him. We live by promises, God's words of promises. That's how we live. And God's reaffirming to him when he appears to him in this dream, promises, promises, the promises I've made to you. That's how we live, by God's word. Man shall not live by what? Right, by lechem alone, by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's how we live. That's how we survive, by God, what God has spoken to us. Remember what God has spoken to you. Remember what his word has says. Hide his word in your heart where no one can take it from you. Hide the word of God, Psalm 119, verse 11. We live through, that's what's going to nourish you, that's what's going to strengthen you. And the Lord, in this beautiful dream, then goes on to give him a new fourfold promise, 28.15. If you're in your Bibles, look there, 28.15 of Genesis. He says, behold, I'm with you and I'll watch over you wherever you go and I'll bring you back to this land for I will not forsake you until I've done what I've promised you. What a promise. What a fourfold amazing promise. This verse, this, this became, this verse became the guiding principle that governed the rest of Jacob's life. I'm with you, anochi, two words for I in Hebrew, you know, you have ani, let's say ani, and you have anochi, anochi. Anochi is an emphasis, an emphasis, I, like I myself and no other, I am with you, I'm with you, and then I'll watch over you, I'll watch over you, shamar, let's say the word shamar, shamar means to protect, to distance from danger. I'll protect you. I'll distance you from danger. Wherever you go, wherever, in all that, literally in all that you go. I'll bring you back. Then I'll, thirdly, I'll bring you back. I'll return you to this soil. I'm gonna bring you back here. And fourthly, I won't forsake you until I've done what I've promised you. I won't until ad asher, until that. The redundancy, it's a redundancy in the Hebrew in implying an emphasis. I will surely do it. I will surely do it. I won't forsake you until I've done what I've promised you. I will do it. I will absolutely do it. For I am confident of this very thing. He who what? Began a good work in you. Maybe he'll complete it. Maybe. 95 percent sure 92 percent no what Philippians 1 6 I let's say I am confident I am sure of this very thing he who began a good work in you will complete it in the day of Messiah Yeshua he will bring it to completion absolutely he will Listen, Jacob, I'm going to finish what I started with you. You need some schooling. You need discipling, Jacob. I'm going to have to put you through a lot. You're going to need it because you're, you're someone I really need to work with. You really are used to trusting and doing it your way and manipulating and getting, getting things done your way. I'm going to have to put you through some real tough things. 
but I'm not going to... So I like to think of it this way. This only works in English, for alliteration, but God's presence, his protection, his provision, and his performance. I'm with you, his presence, my presence. I'll watch over you, my protection. I'll, uh, I'll, let's see, then I'll bring you back to the land, to your soil, and I won't forsake you. I won't forsake you to what I've done and what I promised you. That's uh, uh, my provision. And then until I, until I finish it, performance, he performance. He who began, he who starts, he will do what he's accomplished. And so Jacob wakes up from his sleep now after this dream. So evidently the dream's in the middle of the night with this dream. And, and now he wakes up from the sleep after the dream in the middle of the night And he says this, surely, this is verse 16, surely the Lord is in this place and I didn't know it. So he's afraid. He's afraid, it says. And he says, how awesome. Ma norah hamakom hazeh. Ma norah hamakom hazeh. How awesome, how fearful is this place. This is a fearful place. It's, I, and I didn't know, you're, God is here. God is right here. Hamakom, let's say the word makom. Makom. Makom, yeah, hamakom is the place. The place, hamakom. Let's try hamakom. 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 It means, it's seven times in this chapter. Hamakom. Where God reveals himself. Where God speaks to you. Where He reminds you of your calling, where he enlightens you regarding your destiny. Makom means to rise from, from kum, to rise from. Makom, hamakom, it's an encounter with God which raises me, raises me from where I am so that I see differently than I did. Now, I don't know if it's accurate, it's just what the, but the Talmud mentions that one out of 60 dreams are inspired. One out of 60. So a lot of our dreams, if that's true, we just toss them out, just <laughs> forget about them. And you forget most of your dreams before you, you know, even get out of bed, by the way. You know, so you, I'm sure you all know that kind of stuff. So if you don't write them down, you know. So if they're really important, you know, write them down, but I never do, I always forget to, and then it's too late. But if you really think something's from the Lord, you, you should write it down, you know. This one was from the Lord. Have you had a dream that's from the Lord? If it's from the Lord, write it down, write it down, record it. And there are 21 dreams recorded in the Bible. 10 in Genesis, 6 in Matthew. And when they're mentioned in Scripture, when they're recorded in the Bible, they're understood to be vehicles for prophecy. Vehicles of prophecy, they're prophetic. So this one is, Jacob went back to sleep and he rose up, it says, early in the morning. Rose up early in the morning, still powerfully impacted by his, this dream. And he took a stone, an evan, a stone, possibly the stone which he'd used earlier as my pillow, the advertisement, that commercial. <laughs> my, no. We don't know if he used it 
as a pillow or if it was by his pillow. He used a pillow. He, it does, it's, it's unclear in the Hebrew if he put it by his head, above his head, or, under, or if he used a stone as a pillow. But he sets this stone up as memorial, memorial and he poured oil on it. And now here he makes a vow to the God of his father and grandfather, the God of Abraham and Isaac. And it's in verse 20 and 22, through 22. Look at the vow he makes. He says, verse 20 through 22, early in the morning Jacob got up, took the stone, says verse, he named the place Bethel in verse 19, Bethel or Bethel. How many of someone have been to Bethel? Settlements today. Uh, and verse 20, then Jacob made a vow saying, if, he's, here he is, the negotiator again, if God will be with me and watch over me in this way that I'm going and provide me food to eat and clothes to wear and I return in shalom to my father's house, then the Lord will be my God. Not just my father's God, not just my grandfather's God, but he'll be my God. I'll know you as my God. You'll have done it for me, not just for them. Not just my parents or grandparents, not just, but I'll know you personally. So this stone, which I'll set up as more stone, became, became, will become God's house. And then I'll give you a tenth. There's the institution of the tithe to God. The tenth to God belongs to God. So, vow, if God will be with me, if he'll do it. Uh, so I've shared before, you know, I remember, I, I remember a clear dream I had, 19 it was back in middle 70s, 1975, I think it was, and I was contemplating whether I should go to Bible college. I had free university, I, everything was free, I, but I, I felt a call, I felt torn. Should I leave and go to this no, no, not, nobody heard of Bible school to learn the Bible, to just to, to learn? And, but I had so much fear, I, I knew it would cause huge repercussions in my family more than more than even my almost more than being my coming to faith because education was everything in my family and and uh, and and just to leave that so I I said I just had but I was feeling torn so I went to I said I'm gonna camp out tonight and seek the Lord in prayer just go overnight took my little pup tent or whatever and went out found a place and I prayed and that night I had a dream and I was I, I can't remember much about it, but I know I was there. I saw the college, the Bible college. I was there, and I was experiencing God's presence. Everything was, and it was just, when I awoke, the fear was gone, and I knew I was to do it. I said, I, and, and it was like God saying, if you'll go, I will be with you. You'll, you'll, you gotta do it, but you gotta do it. So I prayed this vow. I remember praying this vow, and said, Lord, if you'll be with me, then you'll and if you'll provide for me, I don't know how because I'll be I'll lose any inheritance I get everything I'll lose everything. But if you'll be with me, Lord, you'll be my God, and I did it, and He did it. <laughs> he honored it uh, eventually. Maybe He didn't. No, He did. <laughs> totally did. But I was a matter of leaving, forsaking everything, and trusting Him. You know, I had to forsake. I really it was my my uh, first decision to really well not maybe but first biggest one of forsaking all and following him. But this was, it was, but it was a dream. And I knew that dream was from God. Now, as again, you have many dreams that are not from the Lord. But if you have a dream that's from God, he'll give you peace. You know, I think peace, shalom, is a great way. It says he'll guide our feet in the path of peace. He uh, speaks peace to our souls. 
if, you're, if, you don't, if it's not with peace, it's not usually from the Lord. There's peace in the spirit. We don't have to pray how he prays. We don't have to pray for excess. We should be content with God himself and the basics because things don't last anyway. He prayed, if you'll just take care, give me, give me what I need, I'll, I will, and bring me back, I will trust you. I will do it. 1 Timothy 6, verses 6 through 8 says, Now godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and with certain we can take nothing out of it. Can't take anything out of it. But having food and clothing with these things will be content. Hebrews 13, 5, 6, 5 and 6, Keep your lifestyle free from the love of money. Doesn't mean money's bad, but from the love of it, living for it. Money's necessary, and thank God for money we have to be generous with and to give. And be content with what you have. For God has said, what do you have? I will never leave you nor forsake you. He says, you have me. Be content with having me most of all. So that with confidence we say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? So God may bless us with much more, but that's his business. We're satisfied with him. We're content first with him. He's the most important thing. Amen? And then he'll bless us with more as we obey him and trust him as, he, as we obey. But it's by no means over for Jacob. He'll be climbing that ladder, this word for ladder or stairway, uh, not stairway to heaven, you know, this song, but that's what it's translated. You know, but this, this ladder is, you know, it's a, a word we don't know how to, how to, how it translated it, but it, it's originally, but he'll be climbing it rung by rung, but he has assurances through promises. The ladder originates in heaven and it extends down toward the earth. Notice that. Not from earth to heaven. It was in 28.12 set earthward. So God's the source of it. This is the only biblical usage of the word. Selah. Sulah, rather. Sulam, rather. Sulam. Sulam. Ancient Jewish religious artist conceptions display it as a ladder. Steps, the rung by rung. Modern Hebrew translates it, interestingly enough, sulam, if you look it up, as uh, also ladder or a musical scale. Think of the notes. And the angels of God are going up and down on him. On him or on it. It could be translated either way. Olim viordim bo. On him or it. Angels going up... Angels. So what a picture when he has this dream. The angels are already with him. They're already with him, protecting him. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. God's angels are with you, and the Lord is superintending over you like he was Jacob. Angels are guarding you in all your ways in Psalm 91. Aren't you glad for that? You know, it says that angels rescued Lot as they also destroyed the city of Saddam. They, but they also rescued Lot and they rescued Daniel. They kept rescued Daniel and they rescued Elisha. Elisha, Elisha or Elisha. They rescued angels. God sends the angels. They're ascending and they're descending. So they're already with him because they're starting right here. They're already there protecting. And they're given, maybe they ascend. I like the idea they ascend to be given a new assignment and then you descend again to carry it out. 
I, again, the metaphor is like on a, maybe on a football team, you keep rotating you know, the, the, the players in and out. Angels, busy doing, accomplishing God's work, and they're, they're protecting us. They're encamping around us. What a picture. We live by God's promises. And it's not over for Jacob, and it's not over for Israel. It's not over for the nation of Israel. It's not over for the Jewish people. God's promises are still intact. Amen? His covenant promises remain true. This is one reason we have to mobilize other pastors to get behind God's word. You've preached it for years, many pastors. Now, still preach it and put, it, put feet to it and, and say we're still standing behind God's promises for Israel. We don't believe a theology that says the church is now Israel. We believe we can apply promises, and the, but the but church is the is grafted in to the promises, and but it's not doesn't take the place. It doesn't replace Israel, and so it's by God's going to fulfill everything He's done. He's putting just like He has to put Jacob through a lot of trials. He puts Israel, our people, through a lot, and he, Jacob has to flee his homeland and and his family with the virtually the clothes on his back in this case. And his brother Esau, as I said, wants, wanting to kill him. But God visits with this powerful dream because he's been blessed and sent by his father. If you look at 28 verses, the first five verses. And so the, the dream is a result of the blessing, not the result of his previous behavior of deceiving his father and ripping off his brother's birthright and blessing. God's hand is upon him on the basis of calling rather than works. I'll repeat that. God's blessing, God's hand is upon him on the basis of calling rather than works. Blessed, bless, blessing, five times, five times in 28 verses 1 through 6. And I close with this. Romans 9.11 says, so that the God's purpose and choice might stand not because of works, but because of him who calls. Not because of works, whether it's Israel's works or our works, your works, but because of him who calls, right? God's purpose and choice might stand not because of works, but because of him who calls. True for Jacob, true for the nation of Israel, true for you and me. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you and praise you for what you're doing. And if you've never had that first birth so that what God can, so that God can begin that work of salvation that he brings forth to completion, you need to receive Yeshua in your life and say a prayer like this, prayer from your heart. Say, God, be merciful to me. Have mercy on me, a sinner. I need you, God. Forgive me, wash me. Make me your son, your daughter. I want to know you, God. I thank you for sending Yeshua to die for my sins. Thank you for, I pray you give me new life. Give me new birth through your word, through your promises. Thank you that you love me just like I am in my sin. You paid for my sin. I receive Yeshua and that gift of salvation, that new start today. And if you're praying that, we're, we're, we're in, at the end of the service, we're not gonna do it. We're gonna, in, in five minutes or so, we're going to end and please pray with someone. Please come up and, or if you're watching online, write us, let us know. But, but that God's honoring that prayer right now. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Yivrecha Adonai v'yishmorecha 
Yair Adonai panav elecha v'yichunecha. Yisa Adonai panav elecha v'yasem lecha shalom. B'shem Yeshua HaMashiach Sar HaShalom Amen. God bless you. Shabbat Shalom.